All right, guys, we're here today with Audra Pace of Dream Big Events, and thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to have you. I love having planners and event designers on just because... It truly is like bringing all of the elements of an event together in one person. And so <laughs> I get to pick your brain about everything. Right. We try we try really, really hard to make sure that we, you know, we're all inclusive and we make sure that the whole event comes together. And so, yeah. Perfect. So for the listeners, if you could introduce yourself and sure. your company and what you do. Okay. So my name is Audra Pace. I am the owner and director, CEO of Dream Big Events. Um, I'm an internationally certified event and wedding planner. Um, I'm one of very, very few in the state of Nebraska. So that's kind of amazing. So yeah. Awesome. We plan and design and decorate for weddings. Yes. So all inclusive, like when people hear that, they probably think a million different things. Sure. For you sure. guys, what does all-inclusive mean? So all-inclusive for us just means that we are now trying to be more of a one-stop shop when it comes to the planning and all of those things pretty for our clients. So when we're talking about invitations and when we're talking about um, the flowers and the linens and all of the visually stimulating things and experiences that your guests are going to see and be experiencing throughout the wedding – we're there to help you with all of those things. So planning, coordinating, execution, the whole nine yards. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And tell us about Dream Big Events. So the way that Dream Big Events kind of came to be, if you will, I was 18 going on 19. And I had gone off to college and I tried. I tried real hard to be like the model college student and I just wasn't good at it. Not because I partied too hard, but more because I just was not the get up at the crack of dawn and go to classes kind of a person. I was never a real amazing student. So um, I had, you know, started to hear about this thing about online courses. And I'm really going to date myself um, by talking about this. But back before that, like online st education wasn't a thing. And so... I had done a little bit of research and found out that there were like vocational studies and career schools. And so um, I tried to do something like that and they had event and wedding planning and I thought, this is genius, right? Um, only problem was that I was going through the education and the curriculum faster than I could afford each next course. And so I was like, okay, maybe this isn't going to work out the way I thought it had. And so I had kind of just let it take a back seat. I was, you know, um, I think at this time I was newly 19, I was engaged, I was getting married, um, and I just, I didn't want to get so much into my own head with being a planner and being, getting married that it was just, uh, that I was just torn all of the time. So, um, I ended up kind of, like I said, taking a backseat and getting married and, you know, I married a Marine, so we moved, uh, to where he was stationed out in North Carolina and, it, again, still just kind of kept a backseat between deployments and stuff. And so one year for Christmas, my new husband surprised me and had paid for my entire education um, as an event and wedding planner. And so it just, it really blew me away. He knew, I think at the time he told me that if this was what my dream was, that I should, I should do it. And um, I knew that I had always had, you know, these, these big ideas and these dreams of being my own boss and those kinds of things. And so that's kind of where the whole dream big name came from. So yeah, it just, I don't know. It was one of those things where it was kind of serendipitous. Yeah. Oh, totally. So how, how long ago was that? How long have you had dream big? Uh, 
mercy. Um, let's see. So we've been here in Omaha for, we will be going on our seventh year. Okay. Um, in 2020. And then prior to that, we were more central Nebraska. Okay. Um, for about, I want to say three or four years there, but my involvement in all things, events and weddings, I've probably been in the mix for about 12 years now. Okay. Um, so yeah, it started out very small and just kind of this idea and this dream of having something and has slowly progressed into what we have now. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what, what dream big looks like today, as far as structure, the kinds of events that you guys do like to do, love to do. Absolutely. So what I love about my job is that I get to be a little bit of that type A personality and have that creative side. So, you know, I can be really, really administrative and have those logistics nailed down to a T. But then because we also offer design services, we can get really creative with our clients. And we all know Pinterest is the thing for everybody, right? And so we can really take a deep look at their Pinterest board and, and identify some of those things that, you know, they may pin a picture, this beautiful picture, but it's the smallest detail in that picture that caught their eye. And so we really try to um, pay close attention to those things and really help them find those details that are authentic to them so that they're not just having a trendy wedding, but they're mm -hmm. having something that really reflects themselves mm -hmm. um, and themselves as a couple. So that's that's really important to us. And Dream Big Events started out, I mean, it was, it was just little old me busting my tail um, day in and day out. And there are still some, some days that it's, it's like that because it has to be. But um, now we have two really great coordinators that can also do weddings. So we can do about three weddings in the same day, which is amazing. Nice. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see how we started out in my house with two little toddlers at the time to what we are now. Yeah. I'm sure it's also fun to like as your business grows, like business and kids, I feel like they kind of just like grow this. You can like correlate how yeah, everything. Yeah, it really, really is. And I mean, my daughter, when we first, when I first started to kind of move into that realm, she was still pretty young. I think at the time we were maybe potty training because I was crazy. Yes. Let's start a business and potty train a toddler. Totally. Um, <laughs> um, but now, I mean, she's 10 years old and there are some events that, she can come to and she works them just as hard as a coordinator would work or just as hard as some of our staffers would work. She's there to help hand out, you know, raffle tickets for some things or she'll come before an event and help set up or um, at the end of event when, you know, mom's really, really tired and could just use those extra helping hands. They'll come down and kind of help out. And it's, it's really sweet to see that transition. And they're yeah. also, they're learning as, as this business grows and becomes what it is. My kids are learning themselves. I mean, my daughter started her own jewelry stand in the summers Cute. now. And so she works really hard making jewelry during the school year. And, you know, over the summer, instead of having a cookie stand, she might do cookies and jewelry and she'll sell the jewelry she makes. That's awesome. Yeah. She, I love that. She really enjoys it. And it's, it's kind of fun to see that little entrepreneur in her come out. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's so fun. So the next question that I love to ask everyone, which I think you touched on one of those already, but three okay. things that your clients wouldn't know about you. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm, gosh, I'm kind of an open book. Like, I'm, I'm pretty brutally honest with people. Um, so I guess one of them, I, I got married at a very young age. I mean, being in the wedding business yourself, you know, most of our couples now are getting married in like their late 20s and yes. early 30s. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the time to do it. Yep. And they're having kids later. 
um, which is, is great. I think it's probably the smarter way to do things. <laughs> um, if I were to really think back on my time, um, but yes, I got married at 19. I was a baby. I always say that if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't change who I married. Sure. But I would definitely change when we got married because we were both just young and dumb and <laughs> didn't have a care in the world. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think of what are some of the other things. Um, I think one of them was that I do love to travel. I have been to, um, when I was a freshman in high school, I was fortunate enough to go to Spain for two and a half weeks. And then shortly thereafter, also went to Italy for two and a half weeks. So good. So I, I was really, really fortunate and had great support for my family. Um, they were both school trips, or not school trips, I guess. One was a school trip and the other one was for church. But um, so that was amazing. And I'd love to do more of it. Although I think the most we've traveled since we had kids was maybe one or two trips to like North Carolina where my husband and I used okay. to be stationed. Um, so I, I really do love to travel and it's a huge goal for me in 2020 to do more of that. Yes. I told you earlier, like Ireland, Ireland would be amazing. <laughs> so if anybody out there knows, knows you're something, getting I married don't. in yeah, Ireland. Let's, Call let's do this. Um, so yeah, I, I do love, 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 love to travel. And like I said, it's a huge goal in 2020 to do more yeah. of it. So where sure. else is on your bucket list? Oh gosh. Um, I would love to go to Ireland. I would love to go to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband traveled through there in some of his, de- his deployments, but I've never been there. Okay. Um, and you know, we're kind of nerds about a few like history channel shows. And yeah. So I would really love to go to like the Netherlands and do the whole curse of Oak Island thing. I think that'd be amazing. That's, that's awesome. just me geeking out in the corner. Oh yeah. <laughs> my husband's always like, let's go here for the history. And I'm like, does it have good food? That's all I care right? about. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. My husband, like Ireland, my husband's a Guinness drinker. He would yes. be in seventh heaven. I'm like, can I go for the food? Yes. I'll bring my stretchy pants. Oh, can yeah. Can I go? Oh, yeah. Maxi yeah. skirt, whatever it needs oh, to yeah. be. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. The the last thing that you mentioned was in-home daycare. Oh, yes. So I used to run an in-home daycare and I have a whole new respect for the men and women that choose that career. Because you have your own kids plus 10 more kids that aren't yours that you, you really do grow to love as if they are your own kids. Mm-hmm. But the burnout rate is so fast, I feel like. I mean, I did it for three years, okay. four years. Yeah. And ran, you know, a business and worked in hospitality. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't oh my do gosh. this anymore. It was, it was crazy. Oh, Just my gosh. crazy. So, yeah, I used to run an in-home daycare. How old were your kids at the time? Oh, gracious. Um, like little? They were, so our daughter was like two, three-ish. Okay. Ish, mm-hmm. And then our son was in that like four, five. Okay. Three, four, five-ish. Okay. Age, yeah, it was crazy. Oh and nobody went to, I think maybe one girl was in, one kid was in um, kindergarten. So they were all like. Little. Little, little. Yes. Pre, oh, gosh, I think most of them were even like pre-preschool age. Yeah. I have a whole new respect for huge families. I can't. Wow. Yeah. I, watching your own, like watching your own kids, you don't watch your own kids. You don't babysit your own kids. Having your own kids is one thing. Oh. But I, people who have the gift of caring and loving other people's children, I love my friend's kids, but. Right. 
for only so long. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there is something to be said for sending them on their way. Yes. It's yes. like every aunt and uncle who's like, right. or grandparent. Yes, Sugar I love them, them. And send, send them, them home. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. On our party days when I had the daycare, on our party days, I was like, you're welcome. Uh-huh. Have a great day. <laughs> wait and see what color everything is afterwards (laughs) exactly oh my goodness oh that's awesome okay so as far as maybe in the last year a couple years what are things that you hear your clients asking you a lot or questions that you wish that they were asking you um you know I think a lot of it I think I said earlier I'm pretty brutally honest with my clients um I don't believe in sugarcoating it for them Because there's this, I don't know if you want to call it a stigma or, you know, what you really want to assign it or call it, but there's just this understanding of what a wedding costs and what a wedding actually costs. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, There's, there's just a lot of miscommunication there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, like I mentioned earlier with the whole Pinterest thing, it's a great tool to use, but when a client looks at the actual cost of a Pinterest wedding versus what their budgets will allow for, um, there's really this huge disconnect there. And so we talk a lot with our clients about budget and about being very realistic with them Mm -hmm. um, about those things. Something else that we talk a lot with our clients about is just being, and I I think, again, I mentioned this earlier, um, not being so concerned with what's trending and popular. Oh, yeah. We really are passionate about what we do, and we want our clients to have the most authentic event that they can have. You don't want to just have, I think, what was the biggest thing in the last like five years? Let's go for it. Mason jars and burlap. That's what I was going to say. And baby's breath. And baby's breath. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with having those in your wedding. They are beautiful pieces, but they had their time, right? They were very, very trendy. They may not have always been the best representation of you and your, and your fiance or your spouse. So it's just looking at those, at those details and really being authentic Mm -hmm. about your choices, yes. um, I think is extremely important for clients. How, how do you get to know the, a couple's sense of style and who they are? You know, when we do a design consultation with our clients, we kind of go that next step beyond just, oh, let's look at all your wedding boards or, oh, show me all the pictures that you really, really like or those types of things. We're also looking at, you know, we're kind of, I, I, lovingly refer to it as pin stocking Mm, mm -hmm. and we go through like what's your dream home look like what's your someday bedroom style look like what does your someday kitchen look like are you a shiplap and you know farm vintage farm signs kind of a girl or are you the type of person that's way more modern and very clean simple lines. Yep. So we we try to look at more than just all the pretty things that they pin in a wedding board or in a, um, I have one client right now, extremely organized. Love that. Um, her wedding board is not only just a wedding board, but then it's categorized individually inside the wedding board. Oh, okay. So it's just this for florals. It's just this category for invitations or whatever the case might be. So it's, it's really important to us that yes, we want to hear everything about your, your someday dream wedding, but we also want to look at what else makes up you guys as a couple. Totally. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's important for everyone, whether or not you have a planner or a designer or whatever, but to just kind of like zoom out a little bit and like right. look at 
what you like and what you don't like. And it might not even be like certain elements. It might just be a theme. Absolutely. Like scroll through your board and you're like, if there's a lot of like shadows and dark jewel tones and everything like that, but you think that you love like white and green. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I would say, I would say the very neutral, very, um, greenery based Mm -hmm. designs have kind of taken the place of the mason jars and burlap yes again i have nothing against it i love like a really super clean line and i can lean a little heavier on like the shiplap and the vintage uh personally than i do with like the modern lines and the very clean and simple but we've done both i love both um so that's i mean that's just me personally if you come to my house you walk in, you're like, oh, you watch a lot of Fixer Upper. Like, maybe. Maybe I really like to go to Texas. Maybe I just really like white signs with black letters. Yes. That's all it is. That's all it is. Clean lines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I was going to ask you trends. What what kind of trends what are, are seeing you seeing? Trending? Um, well, there's a lot of, like, the neutral colors and greenery. That's mm-hmm. a big, big thing. Um, you know, for me, it's not so much on the design side that we see trending, but necessarily on the, um, more so on the traditions. Oh, yeah. So, for example, um, 2019, I would say almost all, there were a few, but almost all of our clients chose to forego the garter toss and the bouquet toss. Mm-hmm. And we had other options for them. And so sometimes our job is about being really creative in other ways that we can do things. And so we had developed this idea of the liquor lock. Oh. And so basically they would get a really nice bottle of some type of alcohol, whether it was, you know, a, a really nice wine or maybe the, maybe the groom was a really big whiskey drinker or something, something that they really enjoy together. Um, and then there's always an item in there that's really important to them. If they're a big Huskers fan, it was a football. If okay. Maybe they're a big rugby fan and they do a rugby ball. Or um, I had one guy, he was a really big musician and so they had rolled up sheets of music. Cool. It was very pretty. Um, and then we put it into a birdcage and we put a lock on it and then we spread out all of these vintage keys. Um, and I, oh, I forgot to say that the, um, on the liquor bottle is the garter. Oh, okay. They either put it on the liquor bottle or the, the really important item. Uh huh. And then their guests go through all of these keys and have to try to find the lock that unlocks the liquor lock or the key that unlocks the lock. So that was kind of our twist on your non-traditional garter toss. Yeah. So that's awesome. For us, we're seeing a lot of just what are other ways that we can do things and not have to necessarily fit into this one box of everybody does this, so so do we. Yeah. Right. What are you guys seeing as far as, um, like, first look? You know, first look kind of goes back and forth. I mm-hmm. have more clients that definitely do a first look than don't do the first look. Sure. Um, I'm a huge fan of a first look. We try to really leave it up to our clients and what they do want to do and what they don't want to do as far as that is considered. I think that, um, and this is kind of the logistic brain and the creative brain coming together, for a planner, logistically, a first look works out much nicer. Sure. Where um, not having a first look kind of eats into a lot of time purely because then family pictures get kind of muddled in there and all of the pictures have to happen at some point Mm -hmm. where if you do a first look, you can knock out a lot of pictures and have a little more time in between ceremony and reception to maybe go on that party bus and do some fun things or um, to do a few extra pictures that maybe you necessarily wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise. Cool. 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 I'm always a big fan of the first look. And then also I tell people like, 
I didn't see my husband before I walked down the aisle. I totally get it. Sure. However, doing it over again, if I was to not do a first look, I would be like, cut the receiving line. No receiving oh, line. Absolutely. And then the two of you have somewhere where you go hide away, whether it's a car and you literally walk out and you walk into the car and you guys drive. Or right. like, because I'm like, otherwise, you have no time, just the two of you on your absolutely. wedding day. So I'm always 100%. like, Carve out like 10, 15 minutes right after the ceremony Yeah, where like no one bothers you and you can actually have a conversation and it's not like you're having a conversation in front of all of these people. Right, right. And you know, you say receiving line and it makes me think, I think in the, what did I say earlier, 12 years now that we've Uh we've been in events and weddings, I'm trying to think really hard, excluding my own wedding, which we did a receiving line because my mom said we had to. Uh Uh-huh. At 19, you do what you're told. I don't know that I would do it again. But, um, gosh, I'm trying to think real hard here. I would say maybe three weddings out of 12 years. And we do somewhere in the ballpark of like 18 to 20 a year. Yeah. I would say three weddings have done a receiving line. Yep. And the majority of them, I would say maybe in 12 years, 10 of them have chosen not to do a first look. Okay. So, I mean, there's, those are some big numbers when you really sit down and start to kind of crunch those. Um, majority of them do a first look, um, and the majority don't do a receiving line Mm -hmm. just because logistically receiving lines, moms, I love them. I understand why you want to do them, but logistically they're kind of a nightmare. They take, I mean, a lot of I'm just thinking like typical Nebraska wedding, 350 guests. It's almost 45 minutes to an hour. It is. And you know. I have to love, I love our state purely because, I mean, what were we a couple of years ago? It was the nice. We were yes. just nice. Yes. Nebraska um, nice. Yes. Nebraska nice or, um. Now, so, apparently we just don't coast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's our new one is we don't coast. Good or Lord. something like that. What yeah. Was the, uh, what was the last one that everybody, oh, we weren't for everybody. Oh, yes. Um, oh Lord. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I don't know. For me, especially being from the Midwest, Everybody that comes wants to, I mean, you're, there's like seven degrees of separation. Somehow, you know, somehow everybody knows somebody. Oh yeah. And everybody wants to tell their story as you're going through and saying hello to the family. And again, while I love the connections that are happening there as a planner and a coordinator and on the logistics side of things, you feel terrible because you've really just got to get people through mm-hmm. before the people at the back of the receiving line chew their leg off because they're starving. <laughs> yes. I think it's mostly just food. Yeah. Like it's food related and oh, also absolutely. just the, the breaks in between. And it's like, let's give your guests some, let's make it a guest experience. Right. You know, absolutely. it's not just about the experience for the bride and the groom, but like, what can you do during your day to help with the guest experience so that it's not just like, all right, see you at 630 for the reception. You've got three and a half hours. Right. You know, and to be honest, I think every receiving line we have ever done was not by choice of the bride and groom. Mm. It was another family member that was just very adamant that it was something that needed to happen. Yes. So I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think it, more of the focus nowadays is on the overall experience for clients mm-hmm. um, and for their guests than it necessarily is about doing what each individual family member wants. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good, good way to be moving. Okay. So before we wrap up kind of the last topic that I wanted to talk about was, um, just as far as planning, I think different wedding planners have different areas of expertise and the way that their couples come to them for different things like that. So what do you feel like your, your niche, your expert 
you know, your genius area is? You know, before I would have probably said that um, it was a specific type of clientele that Mm -hmm. we, you know, we tried to be very budget conscious and we, we still do, but also understanding that the average cost of a wedding anymore is somewhere in that ballpark of $35,000. Can we do a wedding for less? Absolutely. Um, Do we do weddings that cost more? Again, most definitely. But um, now anymore, and honestly, it's kind of a niche that found us. It wasn't something that we sought after. Um, We get a lot of what I refer to as destination to the Midwest. So they are, yeah, they're couples who have moved on, you know, they went to school, maybe in another state or even potentially here in Nebraska and they've gotten jobs and their careers have taken them in all four corners Mm -hmm. of the world. Um, and they end up coming back to the Midwest. They want to come back to their roots to, you know, celebrate one of the most important days of their lives. And so, um, a lot of our clients, we've got clients that have been in Washington, um, Georgia, Chicago, Florida, Boston, they're all over the place. Um, but they'll plan from afar and having that advocate for them here in totally. the States or in Nebraska is just a huge, huge advantage for them because they're not having to come back once a month to plan. If we can do a lot of that for them, we absolutely will. And we really try to, um, and this goes for all of our clients, not just our out-of-state clients, but we really try to build um, a really close bond of trust. Mm-hmm. Being their planner and being so involved in their day if our clients don't trust us, then we have nothing. Um, and, you know, sometimes communication, schedules get a little crazy. Communication can be foggy. But to know and to tell our clients, you know, to explain to our clients, we've always got your back. Even if we're not checking in with you weekly um, and, you know, through the holidays, sometimes we don't even check in monthly because you right. can't. You yeah. just can't. Um, but to know that we always have your back and we are always working towards your best interests, um, I think is huge. Totally. I really do. Awesome. I think that's great. I I will say I have definitely seen more and more couples where it's out of state. Absolutely. And coming back, which yeah. I love. Yeah, I so. love them. We've, I was trying to think, I think we've been on, we've had clients on every coast. We've had clients, um, we've got clients now in Texas. I mean, yeah. they're just, they're all over the place. And I think it's really great coming back and really celebrating those days with their families. We had, um, one client, Nebraska wasn't necessarily where they were from. Okay. But their families were from opposite coasts. And oh. Nebraska was a halfway point. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that one was really fun. Um, I think the groom's family was East Coast. Okay. Um, bride's family was West Coast. And they both were going Oops. to school in Nebraska. And they were like, sorry, you're all coming here. Because it just makes more sense and it's oh, fair totally. to everybody. Totally. Everybody travels and not just one side of the family or the other. So cool. Yeah. It was, it was a really special wedding. Awesome. Well, um, I would love if you could tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs, how Um, they can contact you. All the medias. Yeah. Um, so our website, you can always go out there. We are not shy about our pricing or about the services that we provide. So you can always find our information on our website. That's www.dreambigevents.net. We are not a .com. We are a .net. <laughs> um, we get that question a lot. That's always a little bit of confusion for people. Um, and then they can always go out to our social media. Follow us on Facebook and, and on Instagram. Um, I believe the tags are the same. It's just at uh, Dream Big Events 
LLC or Dream Big Events Nebraska. That's what it is. It's Dream Big Events Nebraska. Um, you can find us out there. We're always holding different, um, different little this and that's and little contests and things on our Instagram and our uh, Facebook. Awesome. And then if people want to contact you directly... Absolutely. So um, there's a great contact form that they can use via our website. Perfect. Um, They can always direct message us on Facebook or Instagram as well. But if you're looking for additional information and you want to go straight to the top, you can always email us. um, Two email addresses I will give you, info at dreambigevents.com. We'll probably get you the fastest responses. Okay. Um, Or... If there's maybe a question that you have that um, that email isn't able to answer, you can always email me directly at a.pace at dreambigevents.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It was great having you. I appreciate you having me.